Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the Association of Common Sense Masculinity is proud to present the exciting, the thought-provoking Can-Am Soup, an entertaining, genuine, and often meandering conversation between two friends. And now, the stars of our show, Jeremy Gertz and Todd Fuss. Hey, Todd. How's it going, brother? Good, Jeremy. How about you? Good. Congratulations. Absolutely. To you too, brother. Yeah. 100 episodes. Yeah. That is crazy. And (laughs) we've got 100. We're on 100 episodes in spite of Squadcast. That's right. Yeah. That's crazy. It does not seem like we've done this 100 times. Does it? Because we haven't. We've done it more. Yeah, Yeah, this is true. This is true. Yeah, I would probably say there's probably like five or ten times where we weren't able to use what we sat down to record. Something about that, hey? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah no. So how are things going for you? What you been up to? Mm. Doesn't sound mm. good. <laughs> what? So, I think, regardless of your age, right? It, this is going to become an old person rant, but okay, that's not. It sounds, sounds like it. It's starting. That's that not way. how. <laughs> that's not how you know. At, regardless of your age, like let's say you're a 16 year old soccer player, mm-hmm. and you get a compression fracture of your spine, and you just have you have to wait and wait and wait and wait. A month later, you finally get your procedure. You know, inject some bone cement in there. What's the next thing you should probably do? I, I don't you know. Take when care of yourself. Go to rest. physio. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, no, no. Old people, they buy an RV and go camping. And they trip uh, over a, a tree lamp or a tree root at 530 in the morning, walking their stupid dog, fall and break a hip, break the uh, ball right off. Whoa. Yeah. When did this happen? Um, earlier in the week, Monday. Yeah. Oh man. And then, uh, they were going to have, uh, they were up in Glasgow, Scotland. I mean, uh, Kentucky. Okay. <laughs> Way far away from Scotland. Yep. Um, but probably named for Scotland, but whatever. Huh. Um, so next day they were, she was supposed to have emergency surgery that morning, they scheduled it 2 p.m. on, no. She was there 24 hours. She was going to have surgery Wednesday morning. And then it was Wednesday afternoon at 2 p.m. Got it scheduled. Five o'clock, they take her into pre-op. But the surgery allegedly went well. And uh, now they've been looking for a... Uh, inpatient rehab facility to, to take her to that's closer to home. Hmm. Finally found one, and they might move her tomorrow. Hmm. But uh, the and if all of this stuff isn't you know frustrating enough, they're only two and a half hours away from home, and they towed their car behind the RV. Hmm. Why or they didn't tow it, and one drove the RV, and one drove the car. Mm. Oh well, we you know we just want to be the RV you got is a C class. You can drive it around town. Mm. Just yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I have um, given up all hope for common sense, <laughs> and so after the right after the show, I have to go uh, pick up Dad some clean shirts and. A uh, couple more little errands for them, and then Danette uh, and I are going to head up and pick up the RV and come home. Oh, wow. She driving up there today? Oh, yeah. Huh. Yeah, from from our house, it's about two and a half, three hours. Oh, okay. Probably three in the RV, but hmm. I'll be driving it home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's weird, hey? Just like I don't know, you know. So, so to, like, 
from what I'm hearing, this seems like a, something like, why are you guys doing this? Like, what their actions don't make a lot of sense. Is that kind of how it is? Oh, yes, always. I wonder if that's just like as a way of fighting old age or something. No, they weren't old when I met them. No, I know, it's I know. Been this way. <laughs> oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> okay, cool. So this isn't out of line for their, you know, what they do, who they are. Somewhat. Or you best not say. Uh, do what? Oh, no, no, I was just saying. That's uh, kind of. Cut out a little. Oh, okay. Ah, that's a bummer. Other well, that, you know. Um, it is what it is, I guess. Yep. Yep, They're, yep. you know, north of to just over 70, not going to change them. Mm. Yeah. Fun stuff. Yeah. You say so. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> so, I know uh, something exciting happened for you this week. Mm-hmm. And I was looking on Etsy before the show. What is the top product being sold Right now on Etsy, and then I couldn't find a number one, um, but it did. I did find a number, like the top fifteen, hmm. and a number of those involve, you know, some sort of etching mm-hmm. or engraving or whatever. Yeah, and I was, I saw one. It was a like a leather uh, journal oh, or a leather yeah. cover for journals. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh man, that'd be pretty awesome. Yeah. Your little machine could cut out the shape, the three shapes you'd need, you know, run it through a sewing machine real quick, and then etch whatever, mm-hmm. engrave whatever, you know, personalized message they want. Yep. Yeah, I saw, because I've been doing a, a boatload of research on this, like, before I got it even, and this one guy who has a leather working channel, I'm a pretty decent size, like 100, maybe 200,000, I forget how big it was, but... He got the exact same machine that I have, and he was making the exact thing you're talking about. Um, and he had a just came up with a quick little template, and he even had it cut out the holes so that he could hand stitch it. And <clears throat> I forget how I don't remember exactly how thick of leather, um, but uh, it was incredible. Like it, could, and then you can set it up so that it'll do it'll etch the logo you want first, and after that, cut it out. And so basically kind of do all the stuff where it needs to be connected. So he had it do the logos um, and then cut all the holes out. And these holes were clean. Like it looked like you took a little punch and just punched a little leather hole in there. Um, Like, you know, those hollow punches that remove a plug. Yeah, Yeah, that's how clean it was. It's just like, and um, cut them all out, stitched it up and boom, in business, you know, so... When I was thinking about this thing, that was one of the main things. I was like, if I could cut my leather sheaths with this, that may, I hate. There's a few things I really hate doing in knife making. And I really enjoy making leather sheaths, like the sewing, the the dyeing and stuff like that. Stamping my logo. I don't do a lot of it, a lot of fancy stuff, but I find the leather very, very relaxing, especially the stitching. But I hate cutting it out. Because, I mean, it's hard to get those corners properly without nipping the tip of your finger off. And it, it, I just hate it. Like, I don't enjoy it. And so I'm like, if I can, it's a simple thing to draw on a computer. You can get it perfectly symmetrical, right? You just basically draw half of it and mirror it. And, and then you could cut out the welt to be absolutely perfect. I'm like, oh, man, that is that would be the, the best. But, um... And it does when great. it comes to knife making, um, leather work is uh, a clear number two of things I don't like behind dealing with customers. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And you start doing journals and just focus on one niche customer yeah. base, and then you wouldn't have to worry about uh, like uh, custom. Mm-hmm, messages yeah. other than their name you could market solely to the midget world right <laughs> and sell a journal cover that says 
um, a collection of short stories. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, Todd, come on. Let's In not... honor of our 100th episode, come on. Oh, <laughs> no, it's actually a phobia I have, okay? So this is making me a little squeamish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uncomfortable all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You're about making me un- as uncomfortable as Jason Aldean did. Yeah. yeah. I haven't even heard that song. And I've never been a fan of Jason Aldean, but darn if I'm not now. I don't know who he is. I don't. He's a country music singer that uh, came up with a song that says, Try That in a Small Town. It's supposed to be about, like, anti-wokeism. Oh, okay. And, uh. Uh, country music television dropped him. Won't play as. Uh, uh, oh really? Not just <clears throat> his, uh, the video for the song, but um, any of his music anymore. Hmm. And in response, the customer base pushed that to number one on the charts. So, oh, that's funny. That's you know. funny. Backfire. Um. Yeah, man. So this laser. Oh. So I got it on. What was it? So I got a Tuesday night. I was actually running some errands. I, I got back around 6.30 and it was sitting on a front porch. And I was like, oh, sweet. And so Wednesday morning, I got up. I said, yeah, Wednesday. Like, got up at 5.30 in the morning and I'm like, I just got to get this thing put together. And by 7 o'clock, I was cutting parts. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. So is this the... the um item that you were waiting on instead of the uh ts prof knife sharpener yes okay yeah yeah i got that i gotta i haven't even opened that up yet but anyway so because remember i kind of told you like in, in going after this stuff i asked them i said i'd like the p2 laser yeah and um and the gentleman i was talking with he talks with a lot of people i've seen a lot of youtubers like oh this guy reached out and it shows the email like the name i'm like oh it's the same guy i'm dealing with and uh, anyways, so I did two posts on it on yesterday, yesterday on Instagram, two reels. And I added Xtool in both of them. And I woke up this morning to an email from Lynn from Xtool. It's like, we really enjoy your content. We'd like to send you a P2 55 watt CO2 laser. I'm like, yes, please. <laughs> so apparently I have another laser on the way. And that was the one I originally wanted. But... um. So anyways, like I, I'm not a digital fabricator and I still don't like, it's one thing just to take a picture, like, you know, the square encompasses that I etched or something. I literally just grab that as an image file, bring it into their software and then size it. And you can choose, there's a drop down menu. What material, like, is it pine? Is it maple? What different types of wood? Is it leather? Is it steel? You pick it, and then it it has some recommended parameters, like it'll say we're going to feed at, you know, 80 millimeters a minute or whatever it is, and we're going to set the power of this laser to this percentage. And then you can change anything you want, right? You can just slide it up and down, like, no, I want 100% power, yada, yada. But I find even just their recommended settings, I'm getting just these results that are ridiculous. I'm like, that is really good. Like, I'm, I'm stop it right there. Let's not change anything. And literally you, you set it on there and then it has like little crosshairs and you can choose that it starts the job from either four corners or the center, or I think also this, the middle of each side too. So I think there's, would that be like 10 options? Whatever it is, nine. But um, I choose it to set center. And so like when I was calibrating, I just took a little mark. I made a little dot and a piece of wood and I had it just trace out a two inch square and I set the crosshairs on that dot, and then I can measure from that dot, you know, which to make sure. And it was like two millimeters out in, in the x-axis and one millimeter out in the y. And so you just type in, you just compensate, say, okay, minus two, this one, minus one, this one, and then bloop, bloop, bloop. And it's just, it's insane. And so if you want to like etch on a knife and you want it to be nice and straight, I just went and scored a line on the table with the laser. And I just put the spine of the knife against that because I know that's exactly on that x-axis that it travels on. And then I set my little area and then there's a little, it's called framing, you press it and it kind of just slowly moves this little crosshairs and it shows you exactly where on the piece it's going to be. Boom, done. It's just, it's insane. Like, 
a guy like me who's not savvy with with tech things like I think this is easier to use than the cricket vinyl cutter I actually think it is but hopefully it's a little bit more durable yeah why well, I, I can't you know what we've had a cricket like <laughs> we're only on our second cricket with uh, the Etsy stuff and that that poor old cricket sure works hard to tell you what and I uh I'm shocked at that because you know a lot of other people I've heard talk about the crickets I mean it's amazing well, you better buy them by the five pack, hmm. you know, because they wear out. I'm like, okay. Yeah, I, I, I would, I'm not even exaggerating. I would, on our first one, we've got to have, I don't know, I'd say 500 to 1,000 hours of cutting. If that's reasonable, like for cutting eight hours a day for like two, three months straight. Maybe, I don't know. Like, I, I'm absolutely blown away. Like, they fully paid for themselves. <laughs> Actually, Cricket has a new big machine coming out. Have you seen that? No. I haven't either. Steph was telling me about it, but it's it's like a new uh a new thing. The uh, the Cricket Venture, I think. And it it's not even available yet. Yeah, Steph wants this so bad. It's a thousand bucks, which isn't that bad. But this one will take full rolls of vinyl and so like right now we'd only do 12 inches. And so when we go buy our vinyl, we have to get them to cut it down for us. But yeah, this is, it's basically like a commercial grade vinyl cutter, which we've been looking at for a while, but they're like seven or 8,000 bucks ones we were looking at. And I'm per this, like Steph was saying, this thing is actually outspecked on than some of the ones we were looking at. And it's a thousand bucks once it's available. Steph wants it so bad. Well, reach out to them. See if you can pick one up and then. They'll say, all right, um, I'm using the power of Simple Little Life to get you one. Now it's up to you to do the video. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. I told Steph that I said I should see Chief. And uh, Cricket doesn't send products to anyone. Zero. And so many people are frustrated by it. It's like, why doesn't Cricket do any work with influencers? And they Probably just they don't have to. That's exactly right. Yeah. But have you, I don't know if you've noticed it, maybe the people you follow or not, but uh, it seems like every single person I know that has a YouTube channel is getting a next tool right now, a yeah. laser, or or a competitor of X tool that does a. It's more portable. Oh, okay, yeah. It's, it can even be handheld. Um, oh yeah. And I couldn't do a. And I saw this, never even heard of them before, until after our conversation uh, last week, and then I went upstairs. Um, kick YouTube back on and boom, one of the channels I do watch who does um, cast iron casting, he got a laser pecker. And I'm like, I couldn't do a promotion for them anyway. I'd be giggling the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Let me get out my laser pecker. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what the? But, yeah. you know, it cut, it etched right through uh, cast iron scale. So, Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. Cool. I'm sure that uh, X School could do that too, but because they're all, they're both diode lasers. So. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's funny. Like there's so much to learn. Like, ugh, it's, it's, it's actually really fun. Like I, uh, I actually spent all day Wednesday doing like, like lasering stuff, <laughs> like trying this setting, trying that setting, this and I told Steph, I said, I don't know when the last time I've been this excited about figuring something out. Like, I felt like a little kid in a candy store all day long. I'm just like, okay, what about this? And it's not like I'm just like engraving a bunch of different things, but I'm like, okay, how do you engrave this? Okay, what if we did this same engraving, like slower speed, slower power? Okay, let's go faster, more power. Just kind of see the parameters and, and which inputs affect the result. And it's so interesting. But, and even like, so the, you know, you got, fiber lasers diode lasers and co2 lasers and then isn't there also infrared lasers um and then even like the lasers that my dad has i have no clue what those are like but those are completely different class i mean he can cut one inch steel plate at like a, a pretty good clip like powerful but and then they have their own nitrogen generating machine because somehow they use nitrogen as part of the process i don't know 
I don't know what that is. to keep them cool somehow. Could, so they could be CO2 lasers then, maybe. Because the CO2 lasers have the big, huge laser tube. And I know, so with this P2 that they're sending me, it's a 55-watt CO2, and I guess it has like a little cooling chamber where you have to make sure you have water in. And they're much bulkier machines because of the laser tube. But um, it's just so weird because like some things, okay, you can't, like on aluminum, this thing will not, I put a junk of alum, like an aluminum sanding block. I was like, if I could put my maker's mark on the top of that, because I electro etch them now, and it's a pain if I've got 25 sanding blocks and I have to electro etch 25 times, it's just kind of dumb. But I put one under there and it's absolutely nothing. Highest power, slowest speed, doesn't make a mark at all. And then I take a little Sharpie and just smear a little Sharpie where I want the mark to be, let it dry, and it etched it. And it's because the aluminum, just the, that, the, the material of aluminum, it reflects the light too quickly. Like it, it just bounces off and doesn't have any impact. Anodized aluminum, it'll etch just fine. But it's just like these little weird things and how they work, you know. And then also like with diode lasers, it's a blue light. And that stuff is like really bad for you. Um, like they say, even just the light bouncing around. That's why a lot of folks make enclosures for their diode lasers. And I don't know if it's the same with a CO2 laser. I think it's different uh, wavelength of light. But basically, like they say, if you stare, if you take the little orange cover off and you just stare at that laser, 30 seconds, you can completely go blind like it's i don't a, know how long it is but yes you can um straight up lose your yeah on it, any laser but yeah uh, some it's just the more powerful the laser the faster it is and um some of the lasers like probably like the one your dad had um you don't have to look at the laser itself <laughs> you can look at a reflection of the light yes and it holy what well, that's what they say with these ones too. That's why like Foster was like interested. And I said, okay, put these goggles on and watch this thing cut. And then I don't look at it. Like I turn my back and then I had it cutting on my table and he's walking by and he looks over. I said, don't, don't even look here, bud. Like it says, uh, it says, I've, I've seen guys like do going through all this stuff and they say, even this light bouncing around can cause damage. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, your eyeballs, you know, you, you, you protect those suckers. They don't regenerate like skin. How many, uh, how successful were your two reels you did on the diode laser? Because you do two reels and then wake up and then find out that they want to give you a $5,000 tool. I know. I have no, I have no clue. I mean, but you know what I mean? Because they're like, oh no, we don't do that. You're too small. They send you one. You do two reels on instagram and then hey buddy we'd really like to send you this thing we said we weren't gonna send you i know no not yet so the first one has uh four thousand views which is not a lot second one has 2600 views so it's not a lot but when see it's funny because they sent uh like i told you they sent on our kagler dies in every film the co2 laser and it's funny because, you know, the, the different, I talk with different people, like, like he and I chat, there's a few other guys, uh, that have knife making channels or, or big followings on Instagram. And we talk and like Reaper Metalworks, he's like, oh sweet. They get, they sent mine to me yesterday. And he's, he's like, I don't remember getting a 40 watt. <laughs> and I'm like, they have different packages for different creators, right? Like. Uh, I was listening to a podcast and this one guy makes a lot of uh, like CNC gun stocks and stuff like four axis machining, whatever it is with a router. Um, yeah. And, and then he makes like bats and stuff like that. And he said, well, you know, a lot of the stuff I do is cylindrical and they're like, Oh, we'll send you a rotary attachment. No problem. You know? And so, so he has that and I'm kind of like, I would like a rotary attachment just for some things, but then at the same time, you know, when I think of, okay, let's have a laser and start a, a business selling products. I'm like, first thing that comes to my mind is gaudy, right? Like, are we literally just going to sell laser engraved Yetis like everybody else does, you know? And not even the real brand. You go buy the cheap Chinese knockoffs and sit at a craft fair selling these stupid things like with dog paw prints on them. And I'm like, no, nah, not, inter- not interested in that, you know? But um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's crazy. 
the cool thing with this, uh, the P2, is that it has like two cameras in it. And you can put five, say you put like five objects in there. It'll take a picture of them, recognize where they are. And you say, I want it centered on each object. And it will automatically compensate. So you could just take square coasters and just toss them in there at random. As long as you're within the working area, it'll say, okay, this one's like this many degrees off kilter. This, and, just, and it will do contours. So like you could engrave the inside of a wooden salad bowl. And it, the, the laser head moves up and down and it maintains its proper focal length. And so I'm like, so for steps like wooden spoons and stuff, like, I don't know. I feel like I've turned into an absolute laser nerd. <laughs> like, what could, I'm like engraving everything, man. Like, my AirPods case, I'm like, Ugh. oh, well, if I, re it's not like it's going to damage and cut through it. And it's like, Man, I've got I've got so many square encompasses on so many things. <laughs> yeah, kitty, 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 yeah. kitty. I want right. to try something. Yeah. Honey, look at my toast. <laughs> it's got the square encompass on it. <laughs> yeah. So, I know it's kind of cool, but it does stink on certain materials. It's nice for engraving steel, and it does so clean. The big things I'm excited about are the, the leather sheaths and then the maker's mark or putting uh, designs on steel. I've seen people that make like really nice kitchen knives and then put these just like, you know, like an Asian, what's that tree blossoming or whatever. Yeah. Like yeah, a that, blossom. Yeah. The stuff like that. And, and it all has to be done properly, but to, to be able to offer that or like for people like, oh, you know, you want your name on the spine of the knife? Sure, let's do that. And then also being able to put the, the steel type on there. Yeah, I'd like to uh, go ahead and get two dozen Dirks ordered with a different name on the spine of every one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Are these gifts? Well, you could call it that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Make sure it's sharp enough to puncture the spinal cord. I mean, uh, <laughs> the roast. <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, it's uh, it's cool. Even uh, like having just this little bit and and seeing like, oh, okay, so there's potential here, man. If I if I had played with or gone to somebody's shop and and they showed it to me, I would have bought one like like that. Even I actually like for cutting things, the 40 watt does a better job. Like I cut half inch plywood and it does a pretty decent job. But, um, and then if I'm, if I'm marking on mild steel, it does a good job. Like it'll do a really nice deep etch, but I, I keep going back and forth and I can swap the heads on them in less than one minute. Because uh, the 40 watt comes with a heavier gantry and a different motherboard. You just swap those out. <clears throat> I did that. And then that motherboard and that gantry work with any other laser head they have. And so it's literally you unplug a cable and plug it back in. And then you take the little quick connect air assist out and put it back into the other one. But um, I like the 10 watt more than the 40, I think. I think if I had to choose, I could only have one of them. I would probably keep the 10 watt on there because it... For some reason, it just does a cleaner job, and I don't understand why or if it's maybe I'm not setting them up the same, but I don't know. It's interesting. But I bet everybody's bored about laser talk. Did I put you to sleep talking about lasers, Todd? No, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> I, um, drinking a cup of coffee. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, I have a funny thing to say. Mm -hmm. Well, it's funny to me, and it has nothing to do with the other subject um, about small people. Oh, good. <laughs> but uh, so as soon as we found out that mom had uh, broke her hip, um, they have their little doggy, and dad was like, hey, can you know one of you come get the dog? And Danette was at work over in Oak Ridge, over by Knoxville. And I knew that, well, let me get a hold of her, let her know. 
and I'm in no danger of having to go to Kentucky because her mommy's in the hospital. She's going to be the one going. Mm-hmm. So anyway, she ran up there, got Domino, brought him back, and uh, so the first couple of days we all we have Domino. He's always a little has anxiety about oh my where's my mother you know mm-hmm. I know y'all are relatives but where's my mommy and well he has anytime our dog Benny goes someplace even if Domino comes right back he's got to be right there and try to like get to the door first or whatever and I've been working on this because Benny's old and I don't he doesn't need to be jostled about at all mm-hmm. in this joint and uh well anyway they, I get up this morning. Danette lets him out uh, when she came down, and Benny's out in the wet grass doing his thing because we got more rain than Noah did yesterday. Wow. Um, and then as Benny started headed back to the house, here comes Domino. He's to get to that doggy door before Benny. He's flying through the doggy door and drops a log as he's coming through the doggy door. <laughs> On my floor. He was in the middle of pooping. And I've got to get to that door. Oh, my word. What a dumb. <laughs> now, I know that the R word is not very popular, but if there's any of God's creatures that have ever been born 110% retardo, it's this dog. <laughs> That's hilarious. So, so he, what, was he running and then crapped while he's running, or was he crapping in and midair, coming through the door? Wow! I because I thought it was like a leaf falling off of him. Like <laughs> that's the log. He just dropped a turd on my floor, flying the through the doggy door. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Kind of a whole new term to like stirring up shit, <laughs> kicking up dust. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, and I got to test out my uh, um, new electric flash water. Oh, yeah? One of those zappers. Yeah. We've had it for a while and haven't been able to get a fly. Because you can leave it on in the charger, and it has that blue light, and it's supposed to attract things. Okay. Um, Is this like a tennis racket handheld thing? Yes. Okay. And, but it's, uh, anyway, so I, there was a fly on my cup warmer this morning when I went to put down my cup and I moved it over and then I was like, oh, didn't I put it in the right place? Yeah, but there's a fly on it. And I went and got that and, uh, he took off and I, he was still in that general vicinity and I hit him with it. Um, and you heard, you heard him and explode and it was like, oh my God. I mean, it was pretty violent. Hmm. And uh, and it was still frying him. Yeah. He's like, oh, my God. That stinks. It works. It works. Oh, I can smell. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> uh, yep. I thought, like, burning hair smelled bad or burning. Uh, you know, you live out in the country. Sometimes after you um, butcher something, it's buried. Sometimes they burn it. Mm-hmm. Depends on if they have coyote problems or whatever. Yeah. Especially nowadays with hogs. Um, anyway, I, I, I thought I'd smelled bad things in my life, but this was number two behind the uh, uh, our freezer that uh, went out while we were on vacation when we lived in Florida and came <laughs> back to 140 degree. Uh, yeah. Yuck. Yeah. I still have that smell and every time i my memory somebody says oh that's the worst smell i've ever smelled i'm like no it ain't yeah um i can smell that odor because we had uh half a pig in there cut up oh yeah just pork soup people it was and everybody was like even a cleaning expert was like those like it never even happened people from tv mm-hmm. yeah they're like yeah doesn't mean to nope uh, mm-hmm. not even i can smell it and i haven't gotten out of my truck yet no that's crazy <laughs> the guy from uh that one company 
he uh, refused to get out of his truck. He's like, no, I'm not doing it. You can't make me. And left. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I can't blame you. Yeah. That's crazy. You so know, some, we got smells rid of the weird. pork soup in the freezer. And it's still, I bet you took five months. Really? To get, and I had three, five gallon industrial buckets of baking soda open in the garage. Wow. In the vicinity of where that freezer had been. Hmm. And I put this other stuff down that uh, like crime scene cleaners use. Hmm. Nothing. They So it was just time. Wow. Yeah, that's nuts. And then we, when we were selling the place, like two years later, the uh, realtor was walking through. And it was the same realtor we used to buy it. And he went through the garage. He's like, oh, yeah, wow, what's that smell? And I'm like, uh, we grilled last, you know, two days ago. Mm. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, whoo, I thought that smell was gone. Hmm, that's crazy. Yeah, it, it smells very, it's such a unique sense, isn't it? Like, And they're it, so tied to memory. That's yeah, yeah. crazy to me. Because the smell, you can, like walking through a fair or something, yeah. and you smell funnel cake, you can remember mm-hmm. the first time you smelled it. Yeah. Or the best funnel cake, or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, so there was one little girl I, I had in my Sunday school class. She's on to, she's moved out because I do grades three, four. Um, she was born without a sense of smell. And she's like, I can't smell anything. I'm like, what, what do you mean? It's like, I, I was born without a sense of smell. It's like, really? It's like, yeah, I can't smell anything. I'm like, wow. But then obviously that like the, a significant portion of your, your taste is from your smell, your sense of yeah, smell. Absolutely. But, um, I was like, man, that's kind of, kind of sad. But then at the same time, one kid farted and all the kids are like, who farted? She's like, I'm glad I don't have a sense of smell because I can't smell it. And I'm like, yeah, I guess there's times when it's handy. <laughs> she could charge a lot of money being a cleaner for those rotten pig freezers. Absolutely. Eh? It's like, I smell nothing. Let's clean it up. <laughs> this is uh, the hourly rate. But You know, and you could, if there was a, a product that you could use, other than sulfuric acid to get rid of that odor, um, you could charge anything you wanted. Yeah, yeah. Because um, this is a little bit morbid, but we had a guy um, commit suicide when I was in at, in uh, Whiteman Air Force Base, Missouri. He hung himself in his garage in the middle of summer. Huh. And those houses on base at that particular, you know, those houses were duplexes. Mm-hmm. That so the houses were connected on one wall and the garages were on the far end of each side, mm-hmm. and the smell of his dead body not just ruined his house, but the other house and all of their contents. Oh wow! Because um, you know, there's not any fault of theirs, and they can file a claim against the government. And at that time, I was in the claims office in the legal. Uh, uh, in the legal office and you know we're like uh, did you try we have to ask this did you try to clean and like yeah we got you know professional um, they didn't call them crime scene cleaners they called them something else out there yep and they couldn't get rid of it so um, we talked to some folks at, on the base and on headquarters and other thing anyway we just went ahead and uh whatever they put on their claim we just paid them Hmm. yeah because they wanted you know it was a very horrible situation for more than one reason and so um not the least of which was he was there not just like overnight oh no it, it, it had to have been a you know, a week or two oh, wow. to go ripe and then ruin a house. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Did anyone not know he was missing? And this is the military yeah, where they have to know where you are every minute of every day. Hmm. And where was your wife during all, you know, just right. Yeah, yeah. And well, what had happened was this guy 
I think his wife left him, if I remember the story correctly. They were having some problems, and she just, look, we need to, some room. We need some space between us. If this thing is going to work at all, we just need to calm down. So she went back to her family for a little bit, took the kids. And then his neighbors that lived on the other side of the duplex, they went on vacation for two weeks. Mm. The day they left, he hung himself. Hmm. And then it was 15 days or 13 days um, before anybody from that guy's work, really? dead guy's work, were like, oh, where's Bob been? That's crazy. And and it was a, a clear case because we investigated that too. And, well, I thought Jimmy knew he was missing. I thought he did something. Well, I thought Bobby did something, you know. Hmm. And uh, the we, I, wanted that guy's supervisor hung out to dry because hmm. that's one of the primary functions of a supervisor in the military is to keep track of your people. Hmm. Not to tell them how to do their job, that too, but one of your primary functions is to make sure your people are safe yeah. because we're on duty 24-7. Yeah. You know, so, and it's a very stressful, um, obviously, uh, lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. And at that time, just like it's become now, suicides were at an all-time high. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. I say all that to say a dead body stinks too. <clears throat> yeah. And uh, this was after Florida and the, you know, pork soda. And uh, my uh, my boss, uh, Ricky, he was like, hey, let's take a walk. Oh, where? Because he hadn't told me about this thing yet. We went to the guy's house. And you see the... Uh, crime scene po folks there doing what they need to do. And I'm like, really? Hmm. Well, you should be used to this. And um, before you even open the car doors, you can already smell it. Yes. Like, this is gross. Yeah. And I had smelled dead bodies before, but not like two week old in the summer, ripe dead bodies. Yeah. But whatever. Nasty. Yep. <clears throat> Nasty. Yeah. That's a, uh smell and uh, cutting leather gets a pretty gross odor not disgusting disgusting like not like make you but just even burning wood smells better it's just like burnt feathers or something while you're laser cutting that's the one gross thing about doing a leather sheath on the laser but well you ever branded cattle or oh, been yes. around it a lot that don't smell so good nope no it does not we burning hair burning skin yep you know it's just and then I imagine that's kind of what um, laser etching leather smells like. Yeah. A little better. It's actually cleaner than branding. And then we used to also sear the top of the horns so they wouldn't grow. Oh, and gross. that's the worst smell. You get that big, hot. It's, it's like this. And doing a goat's horns are even worse. Oh, really? Oh. Yes. <laughs> this is just the best podcast. <laughs> Stinky smells and burning flesh. Um, yeah, we used to do it out at like Steph's uncle's place and just, the way they did it was they would just bring in, um, like 15, 20 cows, calves into the pen and it would be one guy just kind of walks up to one, grabs it, lays it down. Another guy gets in the back and you kind of spread out their legs so that they can castrate them. Like push one leg as if it were running forward, one leg, pull it behind it and then you just kind of sit there while they castrate it, brand it, dehorn it if it needs it, and then tag it. And so you're just sitting there. And sometimes if you're downwind and they've got the brand in there and it's like literally about a foot and a half from your face and the smoke's just going straight to your face and you both hands are busy holding this calf down. Oh, it's disgusting. That is a gross smell. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the rancher up in Montana we used to help he told us a story when he was showing us how to brand about the last time he branded a cow. Um, <clears throat> and the bull was still there. He was very old, but he was still there. And he's like, yeah, that son of a gun, but he didn't quite say it that way. It was the last one I branded. He was a calf. I branded him. And he looked at me like he was never going to forget it. And he never did. 
because every time I went into near him after I branded him, he tried to gore me. Really? He said he still does it. Huh. And I'm like, well. That's crazy. Apparently you respect him somehow because he's still alive. Yeah, yeah. And not steak. Yeah. Oh, man. Speaking of steak. Have you cooked up anything tasty lately? No, I haven't been able. Well, I haven't cooked and except uh, just a. Uh, no, I haven't. Nah. Yeah, we've got we've got a brisket sitting in the fridge. We need to do something with. We did. I that. have a brisket, two uh, tri tips. A lamb roast and uh, a bunch of other stuff, mm. but I just haven't haven't been into it. I'm gonna be honest with you. Mm. It's too bad. We also have. Uh, I was, you know, fighting <clears throat> snakes, and then yeah, I I was wanted to cook out yesterday, but again, we had more rain than Noah. Mm. That's crazy. The forecast said, oh, you know. Thunderstorms on and off, 85% chance of total rain, and maybe one to two inches. I bet we got two inches before the sun came up. Oh, wow. And then it was just like, uh, just torrential downpour all day. And then about, you know, 4.35 o'clock, it stopped and sun came out and really bright, hot sun. And I'm like, oh, great. Now it's, you know, 150% humidity. Mm-hmm. And then we started getting that uh, ground fog from humidity. Yeah, yeah. Uh. Hmm. Fun. Fun, fun. And I can really feel it down here today in the basement. You guys got air conditioning? I'm sorry, what? You guys have air conditioning in your house? Yeah. Yeah. Does Everybody has it down there, don't they? Pretty much? Yeah. I think everyone in America has it. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I just, speaking of, I just remembered, we had uh, picked up a pork belly, and it's Steph's been uh, brining it for like a week, and we got to get a little smoke on there and another round of homemade bacon. That's probably what I'll end up doing tomorrow. But, yeah, and then... We've done a lot of brisket lately. Uh, the cut itself, um, like they'll be on sale. And it's like, yeah, let's grab one. Uh, Steph did one as not corned beef. Yeah, corned beef. That's the cut they use, right? The the brisket. Yeah. Yeah. So we did one like that. She brined it for I forget how long. That turned out amazing. And then we sous vide it. Ugh, just insanely delicious. Like. Like, if you ever go to a really good deli and they have, like, high-quality corned beef, it's just like that. It's just like, wow, this is mm, completely different to what you buy in a grocery store. And then we did one brisket, just smoked it for, I think, like, 12, 8 hours, I forget. And then we did another brisket sous vide, and that is just, it's ridiculous. Like, absolutely ridiculous. I think Steph did it for 36 hours or something. But, like, I'm, I'm not joking. You can, like, eat the meat, like, with a spoon. Like, it's just insane. So good. But, <clears throat> and I have a hankering to try chicken wings on the barbecue. Um, like, our church has a family camp they do every year. And we, are, we went last year for the first time. And we're going to go again this year. And there's this, so we didn't, we don't have an RV or something. There's kind of two sides of the camp. And the one is like these cabins, but it's kind of like in this big U-shaped building. And so it's like, you know, kind of sidewalk in front of them. And then it's like a big U. And there's a family, a couple doors down, they're Chinese family. And we got there. He had this little, um, little grill going. And I, I don't know if you've ever noticed this or not, but like in the, in the cycling you know, it's stuff that I follow. <clears throat> uh, a lot of people in like Japan and stuff, they're really big into these little micro camping cooking kits. 
and like coffee outside. Like it's a really popular thing there. And so he's got this little thing and he's getting his charcoal warmed up and I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of cool. And this was the first night we got there. It was already dark. Like the, the sun was setting and he's just firing this thing up. And uh, we just kind of said hi as we walked by carrying stuff. And then like an hour later, we were all sitting around this huge campfire and they came up and we didn't, nobody really knew them. They were fairly new and uh, new to the church. And so they introduced themselves and they said, we have some food if you guys want. And they had these chicken wings and they made like this huge bowl of chicken wings and they were so delicious. And then... um it's just this, it's a, it's like a Chinese spice mix they put on and they showed us the package and I was like, oh sweet. And then I, I tried to remember. And then a couple weeks later, they actually brought me some to church, right? Cause I it was like picking their kid up from Sunday school. Like, oh, here's the stuff we use. And, uh, we made them is so good, but I've, we've always cooked them like in the air fryer or in the oven, but I want to figure out how to do that and cook them on a little tiny charcoal grill. Because uh, we're going to camp and I want to do the same thing. When he fires his up, I'll be like, oh yeah, I got my two. Let's go. <laughs> Let's make some wings for people, you know. But Steph says that I probably should try it at home before I go there and try and serve it to people. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll like do something dumb. Like, no, I'm pretty sure I should have it this hot. And then they'll probably all get burnt the first time or something. Who knows? But I think that's that's one thing I'd like to get good at this summer is doing wings on a barbecue on a, on a charcoal grill oh yes and i still have i just man i've really lost the some time i still want to build that big huge offset smoker that's going to be a pretty decent project in itself and of itself i think you know But. And that uh, it, it seems, at least for the short term, you know, X tool has pushed back some of your <laughs> uh, to do list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it seems that way. But uh, the one thing I did is that I thought, okay, so if I'm going to have this laser, it, like I was just thinking practically, like this thing's not brand new anymore. What, what does this look like? So I thought, well, I, need, I just need a little space that's out of the way that this can go. And so. Right now it's in the back of the shop. It's kind of where I was kind of wanted to put like a little welding area, which I just haven't gotten to yet. But I'm like, this thing needs its own little workbench. And then I'll probably cover it up with some type of a cloth. Like uh, Steph has a whole bunch of like tent fabric and stuff like that. Nothing that, that has lint in it or anything like that. And I'll make a little, sew up a little thing so I can keep dust off of it. And it's like, okay, I've got a... You know, I'm done five knives. Let's get these marked up. And then, and then, okay, shut it off and leave. And that's kind of how I think that little machine's going to go. Uh, I want it to be a tool and I want it to improve my process and make it faster. Because there's, I don't know how many times I've gone and it still happens. I had it happen two weeks ago. I put my stencil on to do my electro etch and then I take masking tape and I go around the stencil and I do my best to seal it watertight. And then you, you know, you put the positive onto the metal, you take your negative electrode, dip it in your electrolyte solution, and you start etching away. And it takes, it's not that long, like maybe a minute, maybe two. And yep, that looks like a nice deep etch. We're good to go. And I like it so your, you know, your fingernails get stuck in it. You know, I want it there. And then take it all off and oh man, some of the solution leaked through somewhere. And at best, you've got a really dark mark which is often on the bevel that's ground. So now I've got to regrind the bevel. And at worst, you'll you'll etch in a nick so deep that your finger would catch it on the bevel. And I've had that happen. I've ruined knives with it. And yeah, it works good and, and it, it's the best I've found. And when you don't have anything on your blades to going to that, it's like, this is sweet, I've leveled up. But I'm really hoping that this laser is just going to be that much more, you know? And it's like, put it in there. I can put like a mark on like my, it takes about 20 seconds to put my maker's mark on stainless steel. Done. Okay, cool. So. And you could probably do more than one at a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know how. Definitely would, with the um, P2 you will. Yeah, yeah. And then I've been uh, <clears throat> messing, like they have their own software called Xtool Creative Space, I think. And it's very rudimentary. It's very easy to use. 
Um, there's not a lot of options, so it's kind of nice that way. Um, but then the, the one most people use is called Lightburn. And so I downloaded, I've got a 30-day free trial. And I like companies that do that. It's like the full version, like there's nothing restricted. You get 30 days, and after that, you have to have a license key. And I'm like, that's the way to do it. Because in 30 days, I can really understand. And it's only 89 bucks for this software. And that's a one-time purchase. It's not per year. At least I don't believe it's per year. But I'm like, that makes sense, you know. But, um, and you can do so much more with Lightburn. Um, but the one thing I don't like, like with the creative space, the X tools, is that when you go to your framing, which kind of shows you exactly where it's going to put the part, the default setting is, I think it's like 160 millimeters. Uh, I don't know. It's, it goes like super fast. And so every time it's like, okay, if I'm going to put this thing on a, on a knife blade or like I etched on the spine of a one eighth inch steel, I etched O1 tool steel. I want to see, I want it to go very slowly so I can make sure it's not going into the handle. Right. And it, so every time you have to, okay, now slow it down. Is I wish you could go in and set default framing speed is this. Like I understand if you're drawing, doing a big picture or something, but most of the stuff I'm working on, like, is less than an inch. And so I don't mind watching it go nice and slow and I can make sure that it's exactly where I want it to be, you know? But, whereas I think with the light burn, you can set everything like that. But then there's also, ugh, such a weird interface. It's kind of like 90s uh, Windows software, like not even joking, like a Corel draw from the 90s with really square pixelated buttons and stuff. That's, that's what it's like. And it took it took a heck of a time. And I had to download this driver, download this driver. Like, I probably spent four hours just trying to get Lightburn to see the machine. Mm, wow. Yeah. It's definitely not intuitive. But, but with their software, it is. It's literally just turn it on. Oh, we found your machine. And it, it works, like, really well. Like, I've done whole jobs over the wireless network. So I could just be on my iPad, bring something in, put it, okay, start, yeah, okay, and just leave it there, and just does the whole thing. It's, it's insane. It reminds me, the X-Tool, my experience so far, has been like an Apple product experience. Like the packaging is really nice, very well thought out, and it, it just works. You plug it together, like they say, and plug it in, turn it on, and do what you want to do that's all there's to it it's pretty cool but anyways are you gonna buy a laser yet todd nah <laughs> yeah i know there if you need anything marked just send it my way i can i can engrave it for you i got you i if if i got into that world i would i would like i'd love a uh a really good 3d printer mm-hmm probably resin mm -hmm. but um but for the workshop i'd really like a uh or access to somebody else's workshop where they have like a water jet yeah or a big plasma table something like that mm -hmm. and then for uh a 3d cnc router would be great yeah yeah a big plasma table would be cool or water jet, preferably water jet, but even a plasma table. I used to, I don't know when this was, like 2008? I worked for a guy, his name's Dave Shadlick, and he, he was like a combine repair genius. Like people would drive their combines for like five hours to get him to fix them. And in the wintertime, he needed something to keep himself busy. And he had bought a plasma table off of a guy somewhere in southern Alberta. It was kind of making him, like, just starting a business. Like, I think he made the first couple out of his garage. And then he liked this plasma table so much. He's like, wow, this is cool. You know, how many do you make? He's like, well, I'm having a hard time keeping up. And he said, well, I'm slow in the winters. Like, I've always, you know, I do fix people's trailers or do a little welding job here or there. But he says, I can look maybe look at making some for you and so i made a few of these things and uh they're pretty cool like they were like i think overall the frames were like uh five by ten so they could cut a full four by eight sheet of whatever in there but 
there's such a practical piece, you know, and drawing in, in two dimensions, like in those programs is so much simpler than like 3d modeling and all that stuff. Right. And so it's like, even thinking about, you know, if I had a plasma table in my shop, it's like, man, building that barbecue would be about done by now. <laughs> Cause every piece it's like, and it's clean and you know, that I think would be a super valuable tool. Have you ever seen those one-armed ones that are fairly reasonable? ArcBot or ArcDraw, I forget what they call them. No, I don't think I have. So it's it's a, it's a portable unit. Like you could actually put it in the back of your truck and take it somewhere. And the kind of interesting thing is that you can either draw with it or like import programs or you can just unclick the plasma thing and say if you made a template out of cardboard you can take a they got this pen you put in there and you literally physically trace it with this arm and as you're tracing it it's writing the code like it's writing that path into the program and it's like confirm yep and it'll cut exactly what you've done or you could just take you know mark it here 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 four points and it'll draw lines in between and just cut that and it's a single arm I don't know if the capacity is huge. I think it might be like a 24 inch by 24 inch, but um, I've seen a, this YouTuber, I forget his name, but he was sent one. And I think they're, I think they're like four grand or something like that. They're not super expensive. Let's see if I can find it. Yeah, ArcDroid CNC kind of cool it's kind of an interesting concept hmm. see that there very interesting yeah oh come on i don't want to see this but i'm like you know for for like small projects like if you were like a, you built like dune buggies or something like that or, or you're big like off-roader so many of those guys always get like custom brackets for a you know a rear end new suspension mounting brackets and I think this thing looks like it would be perfect for stuff like that. It's kind of cool, isn't it? Yeah. How much are they? Let me see. See if I can find. Let's just add it to the cart. Okay, so 3362 bucks. And I don't know if that's Canadian pesos or not, but kind of cool. It's neat seeing this idea like, Okay, it doesn't have to be. Yeah, it's only 3000 Wow, it's not too bad. I like seeing that, okay, you know, a plasma table, what does it look like? Well, it doesn't have to be exactly this, you know? Why don't we make it with a single arm? And why don't we, you know, I, I just kind of think it's cool to see options out there. But yeah, some interesting to look. It's cool to, I watched the guy doing a project and he took the little pen and he just drew out this cardboard template and and it just figures it out. Anyways, I just looked out. It's been like an hour we've been chatting for our 100th episode. 100 episodes and we're finally talking about digital fabrication, Todd, in a positive light. Well, you know. Can teach old dogs new tricks. Evolution. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Well, should we call her a 100th episode right there? Sure. Right on. Well, I guess, uh, yeah, to all of our uh, three listeners, thank you guys so much for <laughs> listening to 100 episodes. And uh can't believe it doesn't seem like we've done this 100 times, you know? Like I said yeah, some days it seems like we're on our fifth. Some days it seems like we're on our millionth. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Is there anything that we can shed light on? <laughs> Everything's been solved on our podcast there's no more problems that we need to fix but. oh i mean i could always go back to my old standby yeah and uh start insulting april again but <laughs> i don't want to i don't i just do not want any attention brought to her at all yeah yeah, yeah. i hear you oh you said you hate her <laughs> yes of hers yeah right on. And not, it's not even her you know, great, good for her. She's, you know, being a success. Awesome. I don't get how people follow her. She's talentless. 
in yeah. my opinion. No, I agree. But anyways. But then again, that's YouTube and the whole uh, social media maker world. Seems like the more famous you are, with one or two exceptions, the better salesperson you are, not how talented you are. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, darn it. I was going to talk about uh, Andrew again, but uh, oh well. We'll That's save that for another time. Yeah, we'll save that for the next one. Right on. Well, you guys have uh, safe travels today, Todd, as you head up there and recover the RV. Absolutely. And uh, you guys have a good weekend, and then yep. ho- hopefully everything gets well. Gets yeah. good for your mother-in-law. Be careful with that uh, X tool. Yeah. Don't burn your eyes or the cat. Yeah, I'm going to grab my fingernails. <laughs> Ouch. Right on. All right, we'll talk to you all later. See you all.